1: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're tuned into the Believe in Bengals
0: show with Solomon Wilcott and Adam Pacman Jones. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Believe in Bengal podcast delivered by 828 Logistics. He is Adam Pacman Jones. I'm Solomon Wilcott, And Adam, the 3-0 Miami Dolphins are coming into Cincinnati to pay course Stadium for the Thursday night game they're the only
1: undefeated team remaining in the AFC. I think it's time we do something about that. What about you? Me too. Thursday night, coming off of a good win, you know, we, a must-needed win, I should say. Um, Thursday night, gonna it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be for the the, I, the team that prepares the most on a short week. Um, it's gonna be excited though. I think um, I can't wait. I can't wait, Sally. We need this one. This will be a good game for us. Yeah, look,
0: there's a lot riding on this. And obviously, you got two good teams uh, in prime time playing in this game. I want to start first by talking about what it means for this quarterback race. It's an arms race. Remember, Tua uh, Tungavaialoa and Joe Burrow, they're part of that 2020 NFL draft class that these two guys played against each other in the SEC, one at Alabama, the other at LSU. Both won national championships in college. And now uh, both of them are putting up big-time numbers. Tua, just two weeks ago, had six touchdown passes, 460-plus yards, man, throwing the ball all over the yard. So talk to me about these two quarterbacks and what each Joe Burrow and Tua both bring to the table.
1: Oh, this is going to be a very exciting match for the quarterback uh, uh, lineup against each other. First of all, because they came out – um, the same year. The second, second off, um, kind of had a, a kind of messed up year where everybody was going against him. The coach stood up for him. He got a new coach, but he had revamped everything. Then have a guy that come in that's arguably one of the best wide receivers to play the game with the speed that Tyreek Hill had. And first thing Tyreek Hill said when he got there was Tully was a little bit more accurate.
0: <laughs> They're uh, this,
1: and everybody's <laughs> like, what the? So um, I, I, I think this is very good for football. I think we have a great young quarterback here with Joe Burroughs. I think he's way better than Tua. I do think um, Mike McDaniels did a great job on the offseason and putting a lot of weapons around Tua so he can be successful. Um, but if, you ha- if I had to pick, you know where I'm going and not just because <laughs> – Joe is our boy, but uh I just give the nod to Joe. But th- this is gonna be an exciting matchup, especially for the wide receiver group, too. Well, first of all, we weren't taken for Tua.
0: We were, we were um, you know, we yeah. were we were Wanna... bankrolling for <laughs> Joe Burrow. That's what we were doing. What none of that taken for Tua. I will give Tua credit for this. It seemed like he and the coaching staff, remember he got there his rookie year. They bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick, okay? Yeah. So it was seeming like they didn't even want to. There's been reports that the owner himself, okay, went out and tried to get uh, tried Tom to get Brady. Tom Brady, tried to get another coach, tried to get another quarterback. Uh, they were even trying to get Deshaun Watson. And so Tua seems like, you know, like uh, chopped liver, like he was this, you know, secondhand deal. All he's done is just stay quiet and go out and ball out. And I love the way that the guy is just really carrying himself and putting up huge numbers like huge he did numbers. against the Baltimore Ravens a couple of weeks ago. So that's the guy that we got coming in here. I don't know if you saw the
1: hit that they put on him last week. against. Oh, of, of course i seen it. And it's, it, he was knocked out. But, you know, <laughs> We had, it was a back injury. we had this conversation, I think on, on, on one of my other shows, I think it was on I'm athlete, but um, we have those conversations in the locker room. So oh, like, Hey, no, look, I... you know, we play Thursday. If there's any way you can shake this off and we get through this, you know, because if you get uh concussion protocol on Sunday, you're definitely not playing on the you're Thursday not night game. You're not now you can't tell me that uh, he had a back weakness and you're almost about to fall out. It just it just don't sound right, but hopefully he's he's good to go because I would like to play a healthy Miami team so they don't have no excuses, but it looked like he's good to go. So he's we ready, we'll be ready.
0: So help me out with this. Cincinnati Bengals are coming off their first win of the season one week ago against the New York Jets. We got a short week, the quick turnaround. Tell me about the mindset of the team going into this game against a team like the Dolphins, who are good on offense and defense. More importantly, just the state of mind of the Bengals looking for their second win on
1: Thursday night. You know, I, I was trying to picture this, but if you go back and, and look at this, this basically the same team from last year, besides two or three guys up front um, on the defensive side, besides four guys up front on the offensive side, um, and a new snapper. But pretty much everything else is the same. So when these these guys, are, I don't think, have a sense of panic or how good a team can be, especially when you went last year into the Kansas City and, and beat Kansas City and was down the way you was down at halftime. Um, I, I don't think the the magnitude of the game play, plays a, a different here. It's all come down to who prepares well and um, we don't give up the deep ball. Like, if we don't give up the deep ball, if you look at what's been going on with Miami and, and the Dolphins – um, they're, they're hitting a lot of deep plays. <laughs> I mean, easy. Like he, he, Everybody on the team is averaging 147 yards. I don't think they're doing that with running slants to the house every time. So I think as a group, defensive-wise, we got to make sure that we got the guys checking the ball down and don't give up no deep plays. If we don't give up no deep plays, we win the game. If they get 10, 15 yards here and there, that's cool. But if they get getting 50, 60-yard plays, it's going to be a long day for us.
0: I think this is the state of mind for the Bengals. It's a Thursday night game coming off a win, and we got them at home. (laughs) We, We don't have to get on the plane to go play this one. We got them at home. And what that means in prime time, when you come in here, it's already a done deal. We got the energy. We got the enthusiasm. And it's time to really go on a roll and start knocking off some of these wins and start checking all the right boxes. Tua comes in a little bit wobbly. This is a team that comes in off a Sunday game where they were playing at 90 degrees temperatures. And for the Cincinnati Bengals, again, the state of mind is jump on top of them fast and don't let them get up. Get on the scoreboard quick and make them chase you on the scoreboard. This is a Miami Dolphins defense. They have the second highest blitz rate when using defensive backs. So they like to bring their safeties. Javon Holland and Brandon Jones, both of these guys combined in the first three games. They combined for three sacks uh, between the both of them and six pressures to lend what they do when it comes to getting after the quarterback. And right now, the Bengals, they are allowing a sack on Joe Burrow on every 10 pass attempts. That's a 10% sack rate, way too high for my taste. So how do we go about protecting Joe Burrow? What do we got to do to make sure the Miami Dolphins defense can't touch our quarterback?
1: We got to establish the running game early. We can't run the ball 16, 17 times. Um, you got to establish the running game. That way you can kind of slow them down a little bit. I think that the main point of this game, get the ball to Joe early. Let's Let's get a, a momentum or a rhythm, I should say, early. So, these guys just don't get to sit back and and blitz um, from from the outside, you know, show double A and and let the guys blitz. I show if we can run the ball early, it'll slow down all the blitzing. That's very true. And and look, I I got
0: a lot of respect for this Dolphins defense. You know, Lou Anaromo and Zach Taylor, they both used to coach together uh, at the Dolphins, okay? Um, Callahan, the offensive coordinator, they were all together with Joe Philbin in Miami, coaching the Dolphins. They know what it's like with the hot temperatures coming off of a game like what they played on Sunday. And this is a defense; they've got six total pressures on opposing quarterback. Sixty, I'm sorry, sixty total pressures in three games. That's an average of twenty pressures per game. They bring it, man. They come after the quarterback. But we all know Joe Burrow's at his best when you're blitzing him. Zero blitz. You see and, what he did last week. That's exactly right. And so I believe they play right into our hands. I think some of the things they do defensively, I believe we can take advantage of them. Now, if you ask me how do we protect Joe Burrow, last I checked, quarterback, you can't hit him if he ain't holding the ball. So <laughs> I, think, I think the quick passing game has got to really be able to work for us. Yeah. Um, we got to stay healthy on the outside – I know T Higgins is battling, man. This guy has been taking some lumps, but he's got, if he can stay in the game and we can keep all three guys working in this game. And I'm talking T Boyd Higgins and Jamar chase. And I, I believe Jamar chase is due for a breakout game.
1: Yeah, me too. He I'm saying he've had great. I mean, good games. He, he haven't hit had that game that, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, 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 oh. you know, first game was unbelievable. We're catching the ball, getting his feet down. He had a great game, but we're we waiting for that, that that breakout moment that you know, that three, four touchdown game, 200 yard game. Um, it's coming, I think it's a matter of time. It's coming. He's getting doubled, though. He's getting doubled a lot. That's leaving the other guys, you know, one on one. What do you think about this? We got to go more RPO, we got to
0: go more play action. Because right now, people, you know what they're doing? They're blitzing our run game. And that's what's making it so tough for Joe Mixon to get going in the run game. Every time you turn around, he's got defenders right at his feet as soon as he takes the ball from Joe Burrow. So we have to be able to read, I think, what teams are doing, why we're handing the ball off to uh, Joe Mixon. We need the option to be able to pull it and then take shots down the field. Or if they lay back, go ahead and allow him to go ahead and run with it. Your thoughts on that?
1: Um, I agree with everything you said. Um, I do think we still need to go up on the center a little bit more. There you go. Downhill run instead of there everything out go. the shotgun. Um, but everything else you said, Solly, um, it was right on. Um, besides that, we need to go up on the center, 20, 30 yard in. You know what I mean? Double wide. Would they have to play you um, respectfully if they put – put them down in the box, boom, boom, we can check. Um, But I I think we need to run the the ball downhill a little bit more. And it's about to get cold. It's cold outside in Cincinnati now. And everybody knows what happened in October, November, and December. You must have a good running game. What if I told you that
0: the Miami Dolphins run zero coverage more than any other defense in the NFL? They run zero coverage. I I just don't know how you're going to be able to run zero coverage coming after Joe Burrow and think the coverage is going to hold up. Now, primarily, they are a a cover one and cover three team. They like to keep safety in center field. So they're going to run 33% of the time they're in cover one. And then they're going to run uh, some cover three about 26% of the time. However, they run that cover zero more than anybody else. A lot of teams don't like to run it at all. Uh, they tend to run it about 14% of the time. But that's what you're going to get, single high man, single high cover three. Uh, how do you like what the Bengals uh, are working with
1: against those coverages? Um, I know they say defensive coordinators don't change, but it's, it's, they got to be doubling somebody. There's no way they can come in here and play single high and zero coverage with Joe and the outcast that he have nowhere in hell. Um, (laughs) And if they do shame on us, if we don't win, (laughs) listen, um, the protection has
0: to hold up. That is simple as that. Um, One way you do that is you keep the running back in the block and you keep the tight end in the
1: block or, you know, what a hot is.
0: Yeah. Or, or you, what you do is you substitute your tight end and bring in a a alignment and have him check in, declare himself eligible, and you use him at the tight end position. We call that max protection. Protection. Maximum protection, okay, because you've got the five linemen and you got the running back as a six guy and you have a tight end as a seven guy. Max protection. That's what we have to do more of in this Thursday night game as the undefeated Miami Dolphins are coming to town. And, Adam, look, man, this Miami Dolphins offense is for real. Take oh my God! to these numbers. The Dolphins have the highest percentage of touchdown drives of any offense in the NFL. They score a touchdown on 37% of their offensive possessions, 10 out of 27. They have the third highest average yards per play. They average 6.4 yards per play. And both of their wide receivers, Tyreek Hill Whoa. and Jalen Waddell, are averaging over 100 yards per receiving per game.
1: Mm. bro. this I think is Jalen Waddle the NFL right now, doesn't he? I'm not so sure about that. Yeah, I'm like 90% sure. That All right, Well, you were asking me, so yeah, you know. Yeah. Ta- yeah. Say it. You I do know and say it. I, I do know. I was just okay. throwing it off of you, but yeah. Um, okay. And only reason why he's averaging these many yards is because Tyreek Hill. Everybody can say this and say that. Ooh. The cheetah is the most yeah. Uh, uh, interesting player, not just wide receiver. I'm talking about interesting player as as any player in the NFL. Because if he got someone that can throw him the ball, something good is gonna have to happen out of it. I will say this: Miami have done everything they can do to put these tools around him, tool, and he is taking advantage of it right now. <laughs> yeah, man. Look, they went out and spent the money. Yeah, to get to get some talent.
0: This guy is making, you know. $30 million a year yeah. at the wide receiver position. It's the highest paid wide receiver in the league in, in Tyreek Hill. And Jalen Waddle on the other side, this dude is just as quick and just as fast vertically, laterally. He's got the quicks. So there, this is no doubt, I think, one of the most potent uh, wide receiving tandems you're ever going to see, certainly the fastest in the yeah. NFL. And so they're putting up huge numbers. Now, I, le- I might have to have some fun with this. I don't know if you heard it. Soon as the uh, dolphins had beaten the Bills on Sunday. Oh, I seen it. It was I, I owe you what Tyreek Hill calls out Eli Apple. Now I want to know if somebody calls out Adam Pacman Joe saying, I'm coming to Cincinnati and I want some Adam Jones. What's your mindset
1: with that? Man, how, do you, I, how do you handle that? I'm a glass eater. I won't smoke. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um like I I I I love the competition. I love when guys Uh-oh. call guys out. Um, it's good for the sport, and it make you prepare a little bit better. Mm-hmm. The only way that you shy away from that if you ain't ready, or you you just ain't about that life. You get what I'm saying? And to play cornerback, you, yeah, you got to be really about that life. You got to be about that life, bro. No doubt. Yeah. So, um, Eli, yeah. I don't know what you done did to him. I think it was last year when we beat him. There you go. I would be salty, too, if we beat him like that. But it'd be really nice if you just look at that film and say, I'm finna do it again. I'm finna do it again. So, let, let me bring our listeners in on this.
0: Uh, you got to go back to the AFC Championship game just before halftime. Um, Patrick Mahomes throws the ball out. It was on a jet sweep motion. Tyreek Hill goes out to the flat. They're trying to isolate him in a sort of a hitch play against yeah. Eli Apple, so they throw it over to Tyreek Hill, and Eli yeah. Apple comes up and makes the tackle in bounds. It was a very yes. important save the
1: touchdown too, save the touchdown, save the
0: touchdown. But also, they ran out of time, and so they get no points out of that possession as they were knocking on the door right on the goal line for points before halftime. Then at the end of the game and overtime. Patrick Mahomes takes a shot down the field to eat to Tyreek Hill, and Jesse Bates is right there. Beep, he knocks the ball down, gets intercepted by Von Bell. Two plays later, we kick the field goal, we get out of there. We beat him in the AFC Championship game. Yes. So, so you got to tell me now, you think Tyreek Hill ain't butt hurt a little bit over his last time he met the secondary for the Bengals? And you-
1: you gotta, you gotta know he was <laughs> like, come on, bro. And come then on. he probably he looked at the game and was like, man, that should have been us. Yeah, hurt so his fellas. Hurt so his like feelings. those memories you never forget as a player because they are hard to get back to, regardless yeah. of what anybody say. If you made it yep. four times, it's hard to get back to it, especially when okay. you move teams and, and different coordinators. Um, mm-hmm. Andy Reed is one of the best coordinators, whatever uh, call a game in the NFL. Certain people that played with Andy and and in, in, in Philadelphia and went somewhere else, even in their prime career, didn't have the numbers that they had with Andy. So you know it, it's hard to get back to the top. But Tyree ain't gonna forget that game. You know what I mean? It's the game before the Super Bowl. He he coming here with and, intentions. And, and our boys called him a baby
0: cheetah.
1: <laughs> Eli Apple. Hey, Apple called him a baby cheater. <laughs> it, look, it, it's on. So let me it's give on. you the. –
0: I'm going to give you these names. Chidobe Awuzie, Trey Flowers, him. Eli Apple, Von Bell, Jesse Bates, Dax Hill. That That's the six guys. And what did we talk about all offseason about this secondary? We have depth. We have versatility. Yeah. We can match up with a lot of different people in terms of how Lou Romo deploys – the talented players I just named in the secondary. So is this the game where that depth and versatility really has to
1: go to work for the Bengals in their secondary? Um, I'm not even going to put it on the players because I've watched Lou from last year to all the way up to this year. The way he called the second half of the game, um, I would like to see somebody else call a better, better second half. I haven't seen, even from last year, from week, uh, week eight of last year, The way he called the second half of the game is is tremendous, man. But the players got to step up and play. That's what I'm talking about. The players got to step up and play. That's right. But I truly think Lou um, would have him in a good game plan to put him in success. Because why? He did it in the Chiefs. Um, I'm quite sure the Chiefs, as a team, was more faster than the Dolphins. As a team, I would say. Um. I just trust in the coaches. I, I think we have a, a good enough uh, secondary to, to handle their secondary. I think uh, – who's they been playing unbelievable to? Like crazy for us. But I, we match up good, Sally. We match up good. Well, and the words
0: of my good friend Merrill Hodge, coaches have all the power. No control. <laughs> you can design whatever you want. The players have to step across that line and make it happen. So yeah. I do in a game like this. I do put it on the players, and and that's not well. am you, you put I'm it on the not, players, that's what not going negative. Coach, that's not going it? negative. No, let me finish my point here. I'm not going negative. I'm just saying players have to be able to make it happen, particularly with speedy guys like this, because one wrong step, one wrong angle, as you well know. It could break your back. So even if I give them, say, two-man, you play two over-the-top man underneath, you can rotate who you're going to help, where the help is coming from. There are a lot of different things you can disguise and get done to eliminate the big plays that you would give up. And I would love to see Tua try to throw it over. Tua ain't Patrick Mahomes when it comes to stretching the field now. So two-man – I think we can can rotate it, mix it, disguise it, and still be able to provide help over the top while uh, Chidobe Awuzie, Eli Apple, and Trey Flowers gets really aggressive
1: at the line of scrimmage with uh, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Watt. I totally agree, but my my whole thing about the coaching part, like, even with the Dolphins, they play man-free and zero. If they come here and play man-free or zero, that's not a good coaching job. That's not putting them in in the best position with, with all this speed, we got that's all I was saying. Hey, uh, like, you're right, we got to uh, show, let, up, let we gotta show up. Let them do that. Let them do that. We ain't playing cover zero.
0: I guarantee you, the Bengals <laughs> ain't playing no cover zero against Tyreek here with Chase. Come on, My
1: man. So, I, right. hey,
0: look, I'm rooting and praying for them to play cover zero. Because I already know that ain't a winning hand. And Blackjack, Spades, or nothing <laughs> else. We'll be back. here. <laughs> You're listening to the Believe in Bingle podcast. He's out of Batman Jones. I'm Solomon Wilcox. It's delivered by 828 Logistics. We'll be back in a moment. We are back just to wrap it up with the Believe in Bingle podcast delivered by 828 Logistics. And Adam, look, man, uh, on a short week, Thursday night, baby, four days after the Bengals just beat the Jets. Four days after the Dolphins did beat a really good Buffalo Bills team. Give them all the credit for that. What is it that we can do to take advantage of the short week, okay, as the Miami Dolphins come up in here to play?
1: Well, we are playing at home. That plays a big part of the short week, you know, not being able to practice, trying to get your body all the way together together. So you can still get your massage, people, you know, your needles, if you want to do um, acupuncture, you know, um, all of that help. Get the massage, get the masseuse. Yeah. yeah. The, right and, kind, um, the right kind. The right kind. right kind. And, you know, the main thing, um, <laughs> the main thing, uh, get the right kind. <laughs> Make sure you get the right kind. Um, the main thing about uh, the short weeks is making sure you're mentally prepared through the game. So you need to make sure you're watching first and second down, third down, you know, special team. That's the biggest part of the game. Knowing what you're supposed to do, watching what they do on offense, because you're not going to get those physical reps that you get during a normal week. You're not going to even really run on Thursday's weeks, you know, I mean? everything is a walkthrough. So you got to make sure you prepare yourself mentally. So I think the biggest thing for the Bengals this week is preparing mm-hmm. themselves mentally. We at home. So it should be a lot of fire in the stadium. Um, we needed a W at home. It's time to get a W at home this week.
0: Oh, there's no doubt, man. We got to go in and bag that elephant um, on a short week. Remember um, four days. Well, four days from the day of the game. Um, think about it. The Dolphins had to get on the plane and fly in here. So that's one less day of rest. They played in a game where the offense had 90 snaps in that game. And it was 90 degrees temperatures in Miami on Sunday. There's no, there's some dehydration taking place. Oh, yeah. The way way that you make them pull up, we need some cramping taking place for the Dolphins. I believe the Bengals got to go up tempo on offense, get them running, man. Get them running. Go up tempo on them. Go ahead and get that tongue to drag in early. Bang, bang, bang. That's what you got to do. Just like we did against the Jets. 11 plays, 75 yards. Went right down the field. We went up tempo. Got that ball down into the end zone. Let's get the Miami Dolphins in a track meet. Um, I can tell you right now, they're coming in here a little bit dehydrated. They were in a war. They were in a battle on, on Sunday. The problem is, they. It's not a whole lot of time to turn it around. And replenish yourself so uh, but look they're pros too I'm giving them all the credit in the world but I think we got to be able to turn that into our advantage I don't know if you know this but Cincinnati Bengals lead the league with an average of 75 offensive plays per game so they're used to reeling off a lot of offensive snaps to get it's kind of like baseball the more swings of the bat the, the more opportunity you have to hit one out the park. And that's what Zach Taylor is doing. He understands up-tempo, really does put the defense uh, at a disadvantage, doesn't allow them to substitute, and it keeps the same 11 guys on the field Adam, you, ne-
1: you know it. You've been on the other side of that. Oh, yeah. And I love it when the offense stands out there. That means we over there drinking, drinking Gatorade
0: <laughs> and
1: three and out, you know. So right. um, no guys on the defensive side want to play over, I would say 60 plays, 65, maybe, you know, but when you playing 75, 80, maybe even 75, too many, that means we on the field too much, but, um, Zach is doing a good job with him. He, 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 he's done a total turnaround. So we're, we both, uh, Kozak fans of what he's doing on offense. So, um, Kudos to those guys over there. Let's keep the ball, though. Let's keep the ball. Like you said, turn it to attract me. Let's hold the ball for 75 plays, and hopefully we can keep them from having the ball for only, you know what I mean, 60, 50 plays. Two things. We got to be able to generate some big plays on offense. We
0: haven't had the big plays T-ball, until we yeah. had the 56-yarder. Thanks to our boy T-Boy, who Thank ain't you. letting people knock him off his feet. That was our first really explosive play of the season. We need to get some more of those. There's no doubt about it. In defense, we need some turnovers. Time to start touching up to him. He said he wasn't concussed. He was a little bit wobbly. We need to go ahead and Mm. and help him wobble on over to the sideline. Let's get Teddy Bridgewater back in there, okay? Let's go ahead and do that. Well, Adam, we got to wrap it up. We want to let everyone know that they can cast the Believe in Bingo podcast delivered by 828 Logistics by going to the Believe Network at Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com. Of course, you can catch us every single week, twice a week, right here on Bally Sports Cincinnati. And oh, by the way, that's right. We want you to join us this Thursday while the Bengals are having a game. We're going to be at Eli's at the Ross location at Eli's Sports Bar and Grill. Adam Pacman Jones is going to be there. I'm going to be there. Yours truly. We're going to bring some other Bengals players with us. And we're going to enjoy ourselves some wonderful wings. So don't forget to join us next time right here on the Believe in Bingo podcast, delivered by 828 Logistics. Goodbye, everyone. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies.